and welcome into Penalty Box Radio here in ESPN 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny, throwing it back old school I with the know. intro uh-huh. and the Kenny, music. I'm young again. That's, I'm young again. That's from like eight years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a throwback. Wow, as soon as that hit, though, I remember discovering that that track. Oh, and we used to, like, I remember every single show, we would just drop the beat. We would all just drop <sighs> at the same time when the beat dropped. Credit Chase for that one. Oh, wow, Chase McCabe. Chase, well, welcome into the series finale of Penalty Box Radio. It's our final show, a special two-hour edition of Penalty Box Radio. Uh, we have some special guests. I know Chase McCabe, program director here, he, he, he said he went down a rabbit hole today, so I assume he has oh, something gosh. special cooked up <laughs> for that. Um, Carl Taylor, the head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals, who are still in the playoffs, will, will be joining us as well. Then we have some other special guests as well, P- Penalty Box Radio, interns, mentees, and all-around awesome people that are going on to do huge, tremendous things in their sports careers will be joining us later in the show. And then, Some of our favorite humans. Yes, some of our favorite humans. And then... Later on in the, in the second hour, we're going to open our lines, and you'll get that cue because if you have a favorite moment that you want to share with us, mm-hmm. you can call in and you can share that moment too because we, we want to hear it. But it's it's about to be done, Ooh, Glenn. I know. It's going to be so bittersweet. I don't know if I'm ready. When I made the drive out here tonight, it hit me that this was the last drive out here, and I got super emotional. So, I I mean, I'm I'm ready. I'll be able to speak, right. hopefully clearly. <laughs> But I'm not going to shy away from being my authentic self. And if I ball my eyes out, then I ball my eyes out. I mean, I stopped at Sonic and uh, I got some of the, the buffalo chicken bites and uh, mm-hmm. I already have heartburn. So. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> and if you hear the giggle I'm in the background, here. Jonah's <laughs> story is back in studio for the first time in like, in like over a year, I think. I'm over and here he- talking about my emotions and how I'm going to cry. And you're like, well, I've already got heartburn. So this night's <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> I mean, well, that's... I got heart, I got heartburn too. Is that gonna make you more emotional? Is that what you're saying? I just I'm just saying too that I might be taking bathroom breaks in our actual breaks. Oh jeez, <laughs> what are you gonna do in the bathroom with heartburn? That is not radio. Is not we are not at our nine o'clock hour, Glenn. Well, he played the song. He played the song, and I'm young again. So it's not PBR after dark. Oh. There's still daylight. Hey, I've this never, is the finale, man. Come on. I've never, I've never had heartburn, so I don't know what you do in the bathroom with heartburn right here. You've never had heartburn? Never. I don't know what it feels. What like. kind of witch magic you got working up over there? I don't know what it feels like. Why'd you I just look know. down? What? Because my butt. <laughs> I don't know if you're having communication with your stomach. You're like, good job, no acid. But isn't no? I'm not trying to be funny, but isn't heartburn like here? So it's not your stomach? Just to remind people, we're on the radio and people can't see where she's motioning. I'm motioning my th- She's motioning to her esophagus. esophagus. Yes, it's when acid from your stomach's coming up so to your throat area. And you feel like it's around your heart oh. and you feel a burning sensation. Ooh, the I'm kind of burning sensation that I'm getting from Adam Vingan's tweet about John Hines possibly <laughs> having a multi-year contract extension. Oh, What a segue, huh? That was a, Still good at that. From heartburn to Hines. That was good. <laughs> That should be a new segment in itself, from heartburn to Heinz. God, we we have to do another season now, just because of that note. I just hope people don't think we have a laugh track for a finale. We got like, he, I did not pay extra Jonah, for the high pitched Bruno Mars laugh track. Jonah could get paid on television sets for being that 
for being the laugh track. I know. You have a great laugh, Jonah. Yeah, he'll, he'll join us like in the second hour if he can last. <laughs> he can survive that long. Probably going to go through puberty on air. Uh, but <laughs> like, like we did. did like we did. Go say that sounds uh, like we did when you listen to our old show. Absolutely. Well, somebody did ask when's the last time the show went off the rails. This is it, folks. <laughs> And you have an hour, 55 minutes left of this. <laughs> this, this is, I know it's going to be a lot of reminiscing and nostalgia, but this is a long time ago. We had, God love him, Joe Dubin. It was oh just, I think it was just Ben and I at this time. Mm, this was like very, this is very early. spring of 2012. And Mr. Joe Dubin comes on and starts off the interview with, yeah, I just popped a couple Xanax. So <laughs> it's like... Well, this is going to be a treat. This is great. And every question we asked, we could not get a straight answer. We were trying to be professional, asking sports-related questions. And what does Dubin do? What Dubin does. What Dubin does. (laughs) And there's no stopping him. And that's what you want from Joe Dubin. You want exactly who you get. Yeah. I will say, I saw him. uh, I was on with him. Uh, earlier this week, too, talking about Special Olympics because mm. Joe Dumas is a big supporter of Special Olympics Tennessee. So great to see the work he does there. But you know, we do have a little hockey talk. We did have that sort of breaking news uh, going on that Adam Vingan pushed out there too. There was a team option for one year for John Hines, and then now reports are saying he could come out with a multi-year contract extension. And I will say, in a group chat that I have with some some good buddies from. In the press box, and former buddies in the press box, uh, Michael Gallagher. <laughs> Poyle going to start off tomorrow's press announcing Hines signed a three-year extension and Philip Forsberg is joining the Avalanche. <laughs> oh. Now, I will, n- I will say, if this is the case, if it is true that Hines has a three-year contract extension, I 100% think exactly what Gallagher is saying, that that's how they'll begin the press conference. And... The response from the media, I think, is going to be quite interesting. I mean, I've been listening listening a lot to here on 102.5 of the game because it's been – there's a hot topic to discuss. So I've been listening to Robbie and Rexford on the drive-in. I've been listening to Derek Donegan Chase midday at work. I've been listening to Stillman and Company on my, on my drive home and everything to see what the takes are. And boy, oh boy, I know there's going to be plenty of media – at this press conference with David Poyle and John Hines tomorrow. And if that's what starts off the press conference, there's going to be some roasting questions going on. And I assume the Predators are prepared for it. I would 100% assume that they expect some tough questions to come in because... If you were there, what would your tough question be? Oh... Is that a good question, or was that a tough question? That's a tough question in <laughs> itself. It is, because no. I wouldn't know on the, off the cuff what my, I would my, ask. My, my question would, would deal around things that, first of all, when I'm thinking of something of a question, there's going to be people that are going to ask questions that have to be asked, mm-hmm. but they're not going to get an answer to, and they know they're not going to get an answer to, but it is their job to ask the question. They wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't ask. So 100% understandable that they have to ask these questions so they can say this is with a response. You know what kind of canned response you're going to get on certain things. One of the questions that I would try to think through and ask, this is the one I want to ask. So I'm, I'm calling it right now. I do plan to be there and take a little brief lunch break <laughs> from the job and, and head over there. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're going to have this, the, what this question is regarding on later in the show. Carl Taylor has proven that he can develop talent. He can have a team bounce back from a rough start to a season. He's proven that he is a good hockey coach. 
and we've had him on multiple times where he gets on the level of the player and he has a different mantra. He's the new evolution, I think, of hockey coaches, sports coaches in general, realizing how they can talk to the players. How scared are you of losing him after the end of the Admiral season, whether it ends in the Calder Cup or it ends after this round? When is it time for Carl Taylor to get a bump up to the big leagues, and are you scared of losing him? Because it's going to happen. With all the coaching vacancies, all these NHL teams are keeping an eye because you're not seeing hirings yet. It's going to take some time. They want to evaluate who all's out there. <clears throat> Carl Taylor is – he's going to field phone calls. They're, they're going to have to – they're, they're, they're going to go after him because he's, he's proven what he can do and have people ready in a system as well because how many times have the Predators made call-ups and even if they don't flourish – you can see the player has been ready to come in and play. That shows a lot on the coaching yep. and everything, too, in the decision-making. And just he's had to come up. He had to, with, with COVID outbreak, he had to come up and coach in the NHL as well. He is ready for it. Even if it's not a head coaching job, he is ready to be an assistant coach at the NHL level. The Predators lost out on Dean Evison. I mean, he went on to, to take a job with the Minnesota Wild. You do not want to risk that. You don't want to risk that. And now mm-hmm. he, the Minnesota Wild, granted, they, they lost to the Blues – in the playoffs, but they had a great season. Granted, the, the standards aren't going to be there yet for them. The expectations now next season for the Wild and their fans are, okay, taking a next step further. You don't want to lose that with Carl Taylor. You have something very special in a young coach. When I say young, I'm not talking about you know under 30. But he's young in regards to so many coaches out there, too, with the way that he coaches is that he is an asset this organization needs to keep. And we often talk about everybody that comes up through the Admiral's system – when we're talking about players, but you have to remember that this is very, very, this is the same valid mm-hmm. conversation goes for coaching. You cannot risk, you can't risk losing him. You I can't. know that, I know that we love having him on the show and we're, we're biased in that way, but <laughs> everybody would agree with that. Yeah. Right? So that's what I would want to ask because yeah. I might get some sort of an answer. That's I'm a, sure there's going to be a canned response. Of, of well, yeah, course, but that's but. a great question to ask because it's something that they have to consider. Right. And, and the next thing that we're all going to want to know is, What's the plan? What is the reasoning? Because some decisions are going to have to be made. And I'm assuming what took so long is probably having to make some decisions, too, on what's the future of the team going to look like in terms of players because they had to do exit interviews with players. But I'm sure there's going to be a question about Luke Cunning. Is he going to be qualified? He shouldn't be. You, you let him walk. Sorry, Luke. There's plenty of Lukes in the organization. You're one too many. Oh, now I have burn. That was a burn. Well, he completely <laughs> – do you think he – does anyone no, think he's worth what his just, qualifying would be? I just wish that people could have seen your face when you said it. You're like, there's too many Lukes in this organization. Get out. Luke Evangelista <laughs> coming up, baby. He'll replace only the, room for one. He's, he's going to replace the Luke quota. There are plenty of heart, Ryans at one time. Look it. The quota the, has been met. Johansson won. <laughs> It's like when they're all fighting to survive, to get out of the nest and everything, only one's going to survive. Ryan Hartman, poof, gone. Ryan Ellis, poof, gone. Ryan Johansson, you're the winner. Luke, Luke, Luke. There's going to be a competition between Luke Evangelista and Luke Prokop, too. Yep. Wait, I'm just saying, you, there's quotas on, on the number of first names you can have in the organization. Just, he gone. Just say it. He, he gone. He, he, gone. Uh, he better be gone. There, there are too many other players in the organization that deserve the ice time that Luke kind of got. That's the big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Philip Tomasino deserves more ice time now next season, especially with, with the season that he had. Yeah. Luke Cunningham did not deserve the ice time that he got. And the question was even brought up, too, of why did Luke Cunningham keep getting ice time? Well, I thought he, he played well even though the points didn't produce. No. 
not well, good that enough. Can only, that can only go for a certain amount of time before it's like, that's enough is enough. That's yeah. not a good enough That's reason, That's not good enough. You know? It'd be one thing if he's bottom six. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a lot of the good little things out there. Yeah. Top six, mm-mm, sorry, no, producers. Doesn't cut it. You need to produce. If you're on the Absolutely. top six, you have to produce, period. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. one segment down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next, the program director, our very first producer of Penalty Box Radio, Chase McCabe. Is going to join us next, and I, I didn't even prepare for this segment because I don't know what he has prepared. I'm sure Kenny has an idea if Chase prepared anything. We'll see. Up next, Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5 The Game. You're listening to Penalty Box Radio, coming to you from the 102.5 in Nashville, 97.5 Murfreesboro Studios, The Game, ESPN Radio. You're home for the train wreck that is Penalty Box Radio. Hi, this is Pete Weber, and I just want to say thank you, a very heartfelt thank you, to Justin Bradford and Glenn Blackwell for the job you've been doing the last number of years with and about and around Penalty Box Radio. It's been a very enjoyable respite having the chance to hear intelligent hockey talk over the course of the last few years, and I think you too should be congratulated for that. You've been there from the start, you're coming down to the finish, and I, for one, have really enjoyed the show. All the best to you both. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny taking care of us, and God, thank you, Pete Weber. That, I, that just touched that touched both of us a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I had a little bit of bump music to uh, get I know. It. Um, I was not expecting that. <laughs> no, was <And> not. <laughs> coming from somebody that we all look up to so much and just absolutely admire, that was, whew, that was a lot. Thank you. Thank and, you. That means a tremendous thank you to, to Chase McCabe as well for mm-hmm. making so much happen. So speaking of our first ever producer, the program director, a man that I'm extremely proud of for everything he's accomplished in his <laughs> career and extremely proud of just to be associated with and to call a friend, Chase McCabe joining us right now. Chase, thank first of all, thank you, and how's it going? Uh, it's good. We cry at the end of the segment, not, not at the beginning of the segment. So let's not, let's not do that. Not yet. when I'm involved, I Chase. To, <laughs> I, I know. I need to apologize. I told Kenny to play the wrong thing, and so I, that just ruined Pete Weber. So I apologize. Oh no! For that. I was going to do something funny, but uh, anyway, it's good to be here, and you know, it, it it's it's crazy to think that like this is truly the end of an era because um, it it was ten years ago that I was starting my radio career. You all were starting your radio career. We weren't sure what Big Ben was going to say on any given night. No, we weren't. And I, and I was responsible for that. <laughs> so uh, I had to make sure that, you know, the, the show was recorded and then we aired it at midnight, which you can skirt some rules around then. <laughs> but uh, but it, was, it was so much fun. It was uh, my Monday nights. That's, um, that's how I would spend them. I'd come into the studio a little early and hang out with all of you and um it was uh you know michael and Brittany and everybody were there mm-hmm. and, and it was just a, a blast and again you never knew what ben was going to say but it, it always made us laugh <laughs> that wow. for sure it did i'm already it crying actually did. it did we justin and i talked about that earlier you just like sometimes i would look at him and i'm like oh gosh i don't know what he's about to say but you can almost see it in his eyes and we're like here we go we just gotta let him. We gotta let him say it and see what comes out. And then I look really quick and through the glass at Chase's face to see what Chase is re- how he's reacting to read the facial expression that you had. And it's like if you did the 
or the, that's eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is then I was young and like had no idea what I was doing and very new in the business. So it was like, whatever the book was, I was running the, I, I was following the book. So nowadays he, he probably say some of that stuff and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, like, I'll have a meeting about it tomorrow. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. But, uh, it, it, was, it was, like I said, it was always, it was always funny. And then we'd all look at him and go, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can say that. I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> well, there's the, there's this, the one moment that I remember, though, when it's during the lockout and everything, too. And he said something that he didn't have any meaning behind it. But it could be misinterpreted, and we had to dump it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're all going, Ben. He's like, what did I say? I, so innocent. The most innocent. I vividly remember the look on his face. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why would I not yeah. be able to? And we're like, Ben, you can't. You can't. And he's like, I, I, oh, no. And then I explained <laughs> it, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, my God. I mean, it was funny. I suggested, I texted you earlier, that I was uh, – I was digging for something, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if that something has played yet or if it's playing later. But I was digging for something, and and I went down a rabbit hole, oh, and boy. it was uh it was like the first year of shows, and one to hear his voice again mm-hmm. was just what I think I needed, um and and got pretty emotional because you know Ben was just a, the, the lovable belly of Smashville, <laughs> and. And but like just to hear those moments and like to hear, you know, I wasn't on air with you guys, but like hear hear how I would produce a show, and I'm thinking to myself like, damn, I sucked. Like, what was wrong with me? Like, why did they want me? Jeez, <laughs> a little tough on yourself. Up, no, I, I am. But we all grew up together. Like, and that's what's mm-hmm. cool is like we we all started at the at the same time, and you know, Justin, what you've done to to build this from a blog talk radio show into a legitimate mm-hmm. source for news covering the Predators and, and hockey in the Southeast has been just awesome. And Glenn, you know, you too, obviously. I mean, it, it just, it it's crazy to see where we've all come, you know, mm-hmm. at this point. But that's uh, that's the cool part of, of this, you know, where we are in this country and, and Cromwell Media and Bud Walters that, the owner of allowing that to happen and um so i'm just i, I hate that i hate that there's not going to be a penalty bucks radio on the air anymore but um i'm so proud of both of you uh and and obviously ben you know for what you've created because you created more than just a show for people to tune into every week you, you created a culture and you created a following and and to help grow the game of hockey you know not only in nashville or Smashville, but, um, you know, abroad has, has just been tremendous. And, and uh, you should definitely pat yourselves on the back for it. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I don't Justin, know. you talk for I'll, us I will all. talk for Because <laughs> y'all know me. I'm an <sighs> emotional wreck, but that's okay. I own it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had tears coming since the very beginning, but Chase, that, that means a lot, man. I and mean, we, we wouldn't have had this chance without 1025 The Game and, and you being there and helping us yep. and learning from each other uh, uh, as yeah. well. Like, that I was the thing. You <laughs> phrased it so well. We all just kind of grew up together, you know, in we this did. whole process and just learning at the same time. And yeah. And learning radio. I mean, I remember with 
Jeremy Benefield, shooter, basically coming in is like, Justin, you're the captain of the ship. If they go off the rails, you got to get them back on. If <laughs> 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 you have a well, role, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny he said that to you because he said the same thing to me. But you threatened me with my job. So, <laughs> you know, that was the. That was, that was the, the difference, difference there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to make it in this business? Don't let them screw up. <laughs> See, yeah, it was like a little more pressure on your end. You got to be brakes on time, brakes on time. You get right the ship. Ben is the fan. He's going to have some takes, but you got to get him right back on course. Like, okay, okay, I promise I'll do it. <laughs> and you did. You oh. did a tremendous job with it because there were times. You, have. you know, because here's what happens you got more comfortable in a hosting role, and and it got to the point where, you know, you're coming on the, the Predators Radio Network, and you and I are doing Preds Extra shows together and, and all those things, and, and you, you you grew into that role. Well, Ben got more fearless, so <laughs> you, had to, you had to deal with that. Glenn we never worried about, because we knew Glenn was, oh, yeah. was going to be, you know, yeah. straight and narrow, but, uh, but you you know, it, it was just, like I ben said, was a wild was card. To, <laughs> a wild card, there you go. It, it was just fun to watch everybody grow, and, you know, obviously, when, when we lost Ben, that was, that was like just a, a knot in everybody's stomach and, and just a gut punch. Um, but you kept going. Like you could have easily said, "Hey, we're done. We we can't do this anymore." That mm-hmm. Ben was too big of a part of it, and I just, you know, and I remember we all had those questions, like, "Well, do they want to keep going?" And you did, and and he'd love that. And I'm sure, uh, you know, we we boom in heaven. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he he listens every week. So, um, I I know he he would be very very proud of what you mm-hmm. all have have built with penalty box radio and kept the legacy going and you know we've always with the the opens and everything even since his passing we've paid homage to ben mm-hmm. and i i hope smashville has recognized that and, and loved it as much as i have absolutely yeah, it was, was it was crazy hearing our original intro music oh hearing his voice and i said <laughs> the same voice. thing chase hearing his voice i think i when justin and i made the announcement um that we were going to be ending this that's the one thing that just feels incomplete is that, you know, he's not, he's not here with us to wrap this up and that's tough, yeah. but yeah. I love that you, that you went through the archives, you dug deep and we got to hear his voice again because that made it feel like he was a part of tonight. Absolutely. And that's ideally what we would all want, you know? So thank you for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, he, uh, you know, and I, I know Abigail's done a lot to pull some, some uh, surprises out. So, um, but y'all deserve this. And, you know, two hour send off is, um, exactly, uh, you know, what we wanted to do. We're going to charge you extra for that. (laughs) Um, I'm in nonprofit again, so I'm going to have to, Um, I have to leave early. So Justin will take care of it. I think I got a coupon, (laughs) but, but to to keep with it, we do have to get to break. Oh yeah, yeah speaking well, of going I'm, to breaks on time. Yeah. I, I, let me just let me just uh, walk off on this. Um, <laughs> since I became program director, I get texts and tweets and phone calls to get rid of uh, a certain show, and I don't do that. And now I'm going to get blamed for you guys leaving. So oh no! Just want to thank you for that. Uh, that I'm going to have to deal with that now. <laughs> we'll make sure it's not hashtag not Chase's fault. There we go. That's great. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome, Chase. Thank you so much, man. Just truly appreciate your friendship and you being with us since day one, and just your, all your support and your kind words. We just we yep. cannot thank you enough. You are going to be Absolutely. forever in our memories of 
of growing this whole thing. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know both of you will not be strangers. So uh, the friendship will always stay. Yes, Yes. we'll be around. All right. Awesome. All right, folks. Chase McCabe, the program director, our original producer, who found some things in the archives. I'm sure we'll hear plenty more. All right. Up next, the head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals. We're going to get a little bit back on track here. Carl Taylor, the head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals, who are in the Calder Cup playoffs. We'll talk to him up next. Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 1025 The Game. Bradford and Glenn, where should I start? Holy criminy. Well, uh, when the 303.30 was asked to be on 1025 The Game during its infancy, like in the first few months of the channel even existing, uh, we were obviously floored by that, and we thought that uh, you know we were we were blazing the trail for podcasts everywhere to be on traditional radio. And then Penalty Box Radio came along and became a live podcast that eventually became a live radio show, which eventually spawned the careers of you guys. And I cannot tell you how proud I am of you for all that you've done, all that you've impacted, not only hockey fans everywhere, but also young reporters and young broadcasters. You have left a legacy that will be nearly impossible to match. Bradford and Glenn, I wish you all the best in your next life. Because I know that if it's half as good as what PBR was, what you built PBR to be, it's going to be spectacular. Hey, Justin and Glenn, it's Sam. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all you've done for me and the entire PBR community uh, with the radio show and just being great mentors to all of us. I really enjoyed all the times getting to come on air with you guys and share some good memories and some good conversations so thank you again, and uh, congratulations on a great career with Penalty Box Radio, and uh, excited to see what the future holds for you guys. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny. Big thanks to Sam Fleming and all the work he's done as well. Great, great play-by-play voice. He's done so much great work and great work with high school hockey uh, here in Middle Tennessee. Whew. All right, well... This next guest has been one of our favorites to have on every single time. He tells it like it is. We love his philosophy when it comes to coaching. And the big thing is the Milwaukee Admirals are continuing on in the playoffs. We have head coach Carl Taylor joining us now. Carl, how's it going? Gentlemen, doing good. Yourself? Doing great. And I'm still waiting on that beer that you owe the media. I'm sorry. I know. I'm fully in. I have a great egg jet. It hasn't been presented yet, but uh, we'll definitely find it. In the near future, I just have to get up to Milwaukee. That's that's it's on me. It's on me now, Coach. <laughs> well, I like that you're taking onus. I, I appreciate. That. <laughs> well, well, first of all, congratulations. I know it was a big, big deal for this team. Uh, it just facing some adversity and everything too. But for to get to the next round, for for you as a coach and seeing this as well too, to see a group of guys come together like they have, what does that mean to you uh, in the aspect that they're making to the next round and knowing this team has what it takes to continue on in the playoffs? Yeah, well, to start off, like it's uh, you saw our season, we had a tough start, and uh, we were, uh, I think, second last in the whole league at one point, and now we're in the final eight. So that's a long road to hoe, but we're very excited about the opportunity that uh, we have in front of us. Obviously, the uh, we had a tough series against Manitoba, very good team. When you watch the comments and the uh, the way their team talks about their teammates and how tight they were. That was a very difficult team to take down, and we needed every inch and every uh, last second of the game to do it. So uh, our group has come together. Our game five was our best game in the series. We really uh, pushed hard. We have good belief in the room. And obviously uh, our team in Milwaukee 
for whatever reason, uh, has struggled to get through playoffs, and now we're able to take a step. But let's let's be honest, it's just a step. There's lots in front of us. Yeah, there absolutely is. And for this team, too, knowing that when Yusuf Saros went down, Connor Ingram got called up, obviously a workhorse, Connor Ingram, and he, and he shows just how talented he is. But then Devin Cooley steps in in the playoffs, too, to know that you have deep goaltending in the organization is all for Devin Cooley to step up. What does that speak for about the goaltending that, that this organization has that he's able to come in in the playoffs to step right up and, and be able to come in and win some games? Yeah, you know what? It was uh, it was uh, very exciting for Devin, and he's a young man that works extremely hard. And as a coach and our coaching staff, we are cheering for him. Um, when you lose a goalie like Connor and he gets recalled, we're excited for him, but we're like, oh boy, what are we into here? And that's not a reflection on Devin in any way, but our our, our number one left, and that's a fact. And so it was a great opportunity for Mr. Cooley and. Man, did he step up and grab the moment. I couldn't be more proud or happy for a young man. He works hard. He's, he's very diligent about his craft, really cares about what he's doing. Uh, very proud of what he went through. And, you know, now we're in a situation where we're moving into a new series, and we'll see how the series goes. But typically, if you go on a long run, and that is our plan, we don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, but if uh, we do go on a long run, you're going to need two goalies, if not three. And Carl, speaking of goaltending, Askarov recently signed a three-year entry-level contract beginning in the 2022-23 season. When you look at what he's going to bring to this organization, what's your overall take on his game and ability? And also, what is he going to bring not only on the ice, but to the locker room? Yeah, I, would, I will say uh, he's been here for a while now and practicing with us. He's got a great personality. I don't know how much he uh, he knows what I'm saying or not saying. Uh <laughs> Google translation is a big part of our discussions, but uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, his energy and his love for the game and his love for life comes out uh, very much like Igor. They both love the ice. Two guys that are, uh, just absolutely love what they're doing. So uh, let's not forget, he's a young man, and I believe he's 19 years old, and he's uh, finding his path. And in my experience, it takes goalies longer than any other position to develop. Uh, some special ones get fast-tracked and they figure it out. But, you know, he's in a great spot. He looks great on the ice. He's working really hard here, getting climatized to North America, working with Dave Rook, who's doing a great job with all our goalies here, and uh, just getting a chance to understand what it's all about here. And if we need to go to that uh, situation, if something occurred, then we know we got a uh, uh, quite a young talent ready to go. And again, uh, head coach of Milwaukee Admirals, Carl Taylor, joining us here on Penalty Box Radio. Carl, too, the, one of the things that you always have to deal with, especially once the near the end of the regular season, is new faces popping up as maybe free agents or guys in junior and in college career coming over from Europe and everything to come and join the team, whether it's on a tryout or, or they're figuring everything out, too, to get them signed. What's one of the biggest aspects for you to get players acclimated? What's so important for when they're, they're brand new and joining a club to get them acclimated to kind of join the culture of the team? Yeah, I think right away you just welcome them in. And if you have a good group, they're going to embrace them. They're going to assist them because a lot of the players that are here, they have already gone through what those new players have gone through when they arrive and they don't know anyone. So a lot of the times the older players will handle it and show them around where to eat, how to get around, what a typical day is. Uh, so all those things are we, we, we uh, push onto our leadership group and our room. Uh, I think the players appreciate that. 
but the new guys that come in for us, we want to make sure they understand what we're all about. Uh, we tell them directly to each and every single player that's come in here, look, you're here to learn, understand how we play, but you're also trying in practices to kick someone off a chair and make us reconsider whether we play you or not. Now, from the coaching side, it's difficult because your team's gone through a lot through the season and you have, uh, you have a lot of faith in what they've learned and what they've gone through. So it's hard to put in a new fresh face. But if that fresh face is going to have an opportunity to make our team better, that fresh face is going to have an opportunity to give us a chance to win more, then we have to look at that realistically uh, concerning the development chain. And also, we are trying to win here as well. This is a win-now time of the season. And uh, if someone can help us, we're definitely going to look at those options. Absolutely. And someone we saw make a make a big impact, especially once he got sent down really early in, in the season two, was, was Cody Glass. And it, it seems like he obviously came in, he, he performed uh, overall in the season, and he earned his call back up as well, too. Just because uh, I know so many Preds fans are just curious because he came through via trade as well. And you see the production in the AHL, and we saw a lot of great things out of him positionally and being involved in plays when he was with the big club, too. What's your take on Cody Glass, and I guess what's the expectations for him, and, and do you think he's one of those things that he's going to be a great asset to this team in, in, in the future for the Predators? Yeah, Cody came down early in the season. He was coming off a long-term injury with another organization, and it's a difficult process. Early on, he struggled a little bit and had to fight to find his game, which is all a normal process. He, he was anticipating he got traded. He's going to be in Nashville. And it's hard for people to understand and the fans to understand what that feels like, uh, the disappointment of not achieving that goal early in the season. So it took him a while to get his legs underneath him. Uh, he did find his game around Christmas, right before the COVID in- incident and all that kind of stuff happened. Uh, he was really humping. He was, he, was, he was leading our team. He was churning his legs. He looked faster on the ice. He was driving our team in a lot of areas. And uh, then we had to call up, and unfortunately – he uh, got nailed with COVID, and then we had to recover from that. But throughout the second half and leading into playoffs, he's been one of our best forwards, a driver on our team. Uh, when we've been down a assistant captain on our team, uh, whether it's injury or for other reasons, uh, Cody's been a person we've used as an assistant captain here, and I think that should speak loudly about what we think of him and how his uh, year has gone. And uh, when, when he did get called up at 4.30 on, on our game for playoffs uh, early on, that was a bit of a stunner. That was a big loss for us, but we were able to get over it. So uh, we missed him a lot, and he's a great addition to the organization, but he's a big piece here in Milwaukee. It's always nice when you get some reinforcements coming in, especially reinforcements that approve themselves. And the final question, uh, Coach, is the Central Division Finals, it's a curious matchup because the Chicago Wolves, obviously with the Admirals not playing last season, uh, kind of meshing together with the Wolves, there's going to be some familiar faces even more so because some of these guys probably played together last season as well. I know it's it's still separate and obviously the, the most important thing is to win, but this is a pretty unique situation. Has it been discussed or thought of it at all? Is it one of those things like that's last year? We're just looking forward to what's happening now. Yeah, our staff hasn't really talked about it. Like We have a sneak peek into how they operate. They understand mm-hmm. how we operate. Uh, so both coaching staffs know the personalities of the uh, staff involved. Uh, both coaches know the players that were involved in the uh, mini season we had last year. And so they have inside information, but so do we. So I think it's a wash. And uh, all I know is that we're in a situation where uh, we've fought all year to get to this position, to have an opportunity to play the number one team in the American Hockey League this year. 
they led in a lot of categories. So we know we have our hands full. Uh, we're excited for the opportunity. Uh, I know at the start of the year, we had a rough record against them, but over the last second half, our record improved. And so we believe we have an opportunity to compete. Uh, we do know and understand that we're playing the best team in the league record-wise, and that's usually a handful, but we accept it with big smiles and excitement as we move forward towards Saturday game one. Excellent. Well, well, Carl, we certainly appreciate uh, you joining us all the times that you have. Appreciate your insight and just wishing you the, the best of luck in, in the rest of the playoffs. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Enjoy your evening. Thank you. All right, folks, Carl Taylor, the head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals. Big-time series coming up for them. They kick off Game 1 Saturday, May 21st, 7 p.m. in Chicago. And uh, it's a it's a best of five. So winner goes on to the, the conference final. So they're one step closer to winning a Calder Cup. Big deal there for Milwaukee. Really love what Carl Taylor's doing on the Milwaukee. Okay, up next, Abigail Martin, who's done so much work. And we find out to, to find some of these things, to put things together uh, for us for our final program. We certainly appreciate her, and she's done a fantastic job covering the Nashville Predators this season and before this season as well. Join us next to give us just an update and to talk Nashville Predators. Penalty Box here at ESPN 1025 The Game. What's up, Bradford? This is Alex Darty, A to Z Sports. Just wanted to say congrats on an incredible run for Penalty Box Radio. You are a Nashville hockey media icon. We will all miss you on Media Row. But I will see you at Fordyce Center. Go Foxes. Justin, Glenn, it's Alti. What you two and Ben created is going to live in Nashville hockey history for a long, long time. You guys created the scene, and you're leaving an indelible mark in the Nashville hockey community. On behalf of the Renegades, thank you for everything that you all have done. Enjoy your time off, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you around the rink. Stay ultimate. And thanks for everything. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny. Do it, put in extra work tonight because he's, he's, he's having to deal with some two hours. Two hours. Two hours of us is we, a lot to ask. I don't mind at all. We, we have this segment. <laughs> we have four more after this. We have another hour after this for our series finale of Penalty Box Radio. Yeah, that's wild. And big thank you to Ultimate Bread. Appreciate was, the kind words. Indelible. Yes. That's a big word. It's a good word. I, I like, like that, that word. word. I'm going to start using I'm going to use that tomorrow. Uh, I'm yeah. going to challenge myself to work it into a conversation. Indelible. Didn't we used to on the show? <laughs> we used to have word challenges. We used to have word challenges where we'd have to like squeeze in meow in there. And we would, it was just random was great words. at it. Well, yeah, we'd pick a random word, but Justin was so great at it. He would be like, you know, and then we're going to head on down there right now. And I'm going to like, honestly, we're going to. And he would throw me out in there. And we would have people listening to see like. But I'd get real words too. I'd get real words. Obviously, meow was my example. I know, but that had to fit within the context of the situation and everything too. But it was good. I was the king. All right. (laughs) He's getting cocky now. We need to cut him back down to size. Come on. We're retiring. Come on. That's (laughs) Jeez. Let me have my Brady Let me moment. Have my moment. Okay. I'm I'll not announcing it. a comeback. I'll I'm give not. you I'll give you your moment. Or a TV deal afterwards, <laughs> unless somebody wants to hire me for TV, and then you know we'll talk millions. Okay. Abigail Martin, she's done a fantastic job just growing into her role at Penalty Box Radio, has done so much with MTSU. She's now my intern at Special Olympics Tennessee as well. She's interned with Nashville SC. She's graduating next semester so after this one one more semester left and then she's gonna be big time 
already know. But Abigail, how's it going? Howdy, howdy. How you doing? Uh, great. You know wow. I had to start off with howdy, so. Whew. Obviously. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I actually Yeehaw had. Yeehaw was coming, but I was going like, to work on it later. You yeah. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be natural. Get with the flow. So let's, let's <laughs> before we get into any like nostalgia or sentimental things, I want to get your opinion. You've been covering this team as well. Report comes out from Adam Vingman with The Athletic that John Hines is going to be signed to a multi-year contract. What's your initial reaction to that? I'm not shocked is the thing because I, I recently wrote an article. If you haven't read it, go check it out. It's on Penalty Box Radio. But this organization's been stuck in being mediocre and accept, mediocre, excuse me, being average. That's a good way to start. Um, but I don't expect them to make change because they just haven't done that. They're only on their third ever franchise um, coach. So making a new change was going to be new. I will say with them keeping Hines, I think, unfortunately, to a lot of Preds fans, that means they're sticking around with David Poyle. Because if you're going to bring in a new GM, he's going to want to pick his head coach. So that's going down the drain, too. So it's kind of like a two-for-one type of deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Everyone's so excited. So it's not like the boot deal like Brian and I talk about where you got, go to get like one set of boots, get two free. But, you know, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> She's a walking billboard. <laughs> Gosh, we love you. I'm all about the country. (laughs) Shout out to Kingston Springs if you hear me. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, baby. (laughs) This just makes me Uh, so happy. I'm going to go to Boot Barn after this. You think they'll still be open? I don't don't think so, Abigail. (laughs) All right, maybe tomorrow. Before I go into the office at Special Olympics. Oh, thanks. What size uh, boot do you wear? You like some Ariats, maybe? I do have a pair of Ariats, actually. Yeah, but do you need another pair? I don't need another pair. Why are you you selling me? Are I'll you working care. on commission? I wear elf size. She's like, she's threatening me with, with boots. <laughs> kid size. Hey, I've done a, a, quite a few of my Adidas I bought in kid sizes because they were. Oh, my wife they, does the same they thing. Fit. Yeah. They fit. I'm jealous. And I'm some, like of them like, some of them are like $40 cheaper. Se- seriously. It's crazy. You can fit. You can fit. Yep. Can you shrink your foot? Is there like a, can I yes, wiki how that Abigail, real quick? I have, I have a rag. Can I wiki just, how that? Yeah, just wrap, your, just wrap your feet and they'll shrink. I'll teach you later. Beautiful. Oh my Thank gosh. you. So, Abigail, especially being in the press box, you've had, gosh, pre-pandemic, you had some experience, right? Yeah. And the whole pandemic thing happened, or it was weird. And then you're finally able to come back this year and everything, too, and getting back like into the swing of things. What, what have you learned? What's something that you learned about your experience in covering a team from the press box that maybe shocked you or you weren't aware you were going to learn? I think the hardest part at first was transitioning from the fan to a reporter mentality because if you know me, my mom and I started watching the Predators when I was, I don't know, seven, nine, like pre, like pre-good years, if we want to call it that. Still average, but still the blue-collar identity. I will use the word. Um, Cell Block 303 was like the place to be, and I absolutely loved it. There were players I fell in love with. You may know I talk about Patrick Hornquist, and that was my first ever hockey love. So making the transition from, you know, like even Justin, I'm going to give you like a little bit of pat on the back, but it was looking at Media Row and being like, I want to be there. I want to be talking to these players. I would love to be on camera. I was called Hollywood in middle school, so I was that kid. Um, but it it's just amazing to see like how someone can change and what being in like a professional atmosphere, having support from everybody else. Because like without PBR, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do the cool things that I get to do now, working with Nashville Soccer Club at Special Olympics. Um, 
I've learned a lot of great things. I don't even think there's one thing I can really pinpoint to, but it's really helped me grow as a woman and as a professional, being able to stand up for myself, knowing what I'm talking about. And if you don't believe me, sorry about it, baby, but here it goes. <laughs> yeah, d- don't, don't, don't mess with Abigail. No, I know. No. No. Um, shout out to Peyton Turnage for saying, what did he say? What did I tell you earlier? I don't remember. I was the most strong-willed woman he's ever met. There we go. There or we something go. Something like that. I want to say. So, <laughs> because we're bringing on so many people that have done so much with Penalty Box here in the past few years too, to ask you now for the not just the nostalgia but the sentimental th- thing is, what does Penalty Box Radio mean to you? This is the worst question I could ever be <laughs> asked, because there's so many different answers. I, you brought me on in what 2016 you were a baby i was a baby i don't know what you were thinking when you looked at me when i came up to you at an intermission we're like oh yeah i mean you can audition i this is i don't know if i've ever told anybody this but my audition process i set up my ipad in a in our living room at the house and we i walked through the banner uh the banner raising and going through like a game recap that's how i got started and then i did high school then i did collegiate working up to Nashville Predators, and then being able to step outside of hockey. I've covered football, tennis, now soccer. So it's really just given me the growth. And I know I said that earlier, but I wouldn't, I would not be where I am if it was not for you giving me the chance. And you said last Wednesday night show, the both of you, I thought was so funny because it's exactly how I think of you. Glenn saying you always want to spread love with everybody. And that's exactly what you've done. Like you've been a woman in sports media for so long. And I didn't grow up thinking that. Like I remember asking my mom at a Prez game, um, I thought Paul McCann was like the coolest thing, like being a PA announcer. I was like, mom, I want to do that. She was like, baby, there's not a lot of PA announcers that are women. You're going to now, like, I do get to sit on press row. I'm sitting with Teresa Walker. I get to listen to you on the radio every Wednesday night. And so you've just always supported me in that way if I ever need anything. And when I went through, like, backlash and getting weird DMs, you were always the first person to be like, okay, focus on you, and that's all you need. You've got us. And then, Jay Brad, you were talking about wanting to push people out of their comfort zone to be the best person that they can be. I would not be where I am if it was not for you. I'm about to graduate college, but I've done so many great things that – I mean, I've covered a coaching change, Winter Classic unveiling. I thought was about to be a third, uh, fourth new franchise coach, but <laughs> but there's just so many great things that I've been able to do. So the support system as well. I met my best friend Danielle. Um, we bonded instantly. So yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Well, thank you, and you're going to be absolutely terrific. I cannot wait to see where your career takes you. With all this experience that you've had, you've earned all of it. You've earned all of it through hard work, through yep. dedication, and that's why you're going to be successful because you put everything into it. You put everything into it. You don't lollygag. You do it. You yeah. do it without even being asked to do stuff. That's The dedication the that dedication. you have is like it's unsurpassed. I cannot even tell you how proud I am to watch – from the very beginning and just watch how quickly you just turned into this confident woman. Like it's, I told him the night that we announced that this was done and you messaged me, I just lost the, I didn't even read your message before I even read your message. I saw your name pop up and I told Justin, I said, I just lost it. Like, because I just have so much respect for you and I'm so incredibly proud and I'm thankful that this world let me meet you because I just, Watching you shine is, like, one of my favorite things. Um, so 
I have nothing but love for you. Y'all created that this, makes me though. So like, happy. You made me cry at the Jack Harlow concert, so I want to get that out there now. <laughs> Whenever you started crying, I'm like saying uh, Jack Harlow's about to come on, and I'm like, Glenn, not now. <laughs> not now. And, and, and just know, too, that the, like we've said multiple times, Penalty Box Radio does not end just the live show and me covering. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm taking over, baby. I, I know, because <laughs> Abigail. Is it. You said you're the king. The queen's coming in, and it's time to go. <laughs> Abigail, like and, he said, do not mess with this girl. <laughs> Abigail and Sam Fleming have a podcast that they've launched uh, called Bleeding Blue, which is covering all three professional sports at the top level in Nashville as well, too. So make sure you're subscribing to Penalty Box Radio wherever you get your podcast because they're going to continue on covering it. Boyd Ferris is still writing articles. Podcasts are still going to exist. Uh, the site's not going anywhere. There's still going to be coverage of sports in Nashville, too. That's that's the big thing I want people to know. But Abigail, I'm proud of you. You're not done. You're not done. You're nowhere near done. done. You're just beginning. So up next, we're going to get updates from more of our previous interns because they're off doing big and better things now. Uh, Danielle Danana, Jack Woods, and Jonah Story coming up next. Penalty Box Radio, the series finale, ESPN 1025 The Game. You've been listening to Penalty Box Radio on 1025 The Game, ESPN Radio Nashville, home of your Nashville Predators and at Penalty Box Radio. Into the sin bin. This is Penalty Box Radio. Four time best sports blog winner. With Justin Bradford. Three time winner for best sports reporter and commissioner of the SECHC. And Glenn Blackwell. It's time to talk all things hockey in the music city. Penalty Box Radio is on. Smashville's best sports talk. ESPN. 1025 The Game. And welcome into the final hour ever of Penalty Box Radio and ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny taking care of us. And in our final hour, we're going to kick it off with getting some some good updates from those that have done so much for PBR and are going on to do huge, amazing things. Danielle Danetta, all over in Knoxville, joining us. Danielle, how's it going? Justin, I'm so emotional, but I'm so glad to be on here one last time. That little intro you just did got me teared up, but I'm excited <laughs> to be back here. Well, because uh, we have to roll through things, just tell us what you're up to now, what you're doing like with the, with the Ice Falls, what's keeping you going with sports, what are you up to? I actually just finished my sophomore year of college on Monday, and this last semester I was blessed to take over as vice president of marketing for the Ice Falls organization, so... I stepped into an executive role, which just blows my mind that I started with you guys when I was 15 years old. Now I'm a junior in college taking on an executive role with a hockey organization. And that's about it for me. That's the biggest news that I have besides that. Just hopefully not saying shrimp off radio on air anymore. <laughs> so what, what's something that, that you learned with your time with Penalty Box Radio that you've been able to apply now in sports? I've learned so much, Justin. From the time I stepped foot in PBR, you guys opened the door for me in a very dark time in my life and gave me a confidence that I didn't have and kind of an understanding of what it means to be resilient. And ever since I joined with you guys, everything that I've done, I've learned that you just have to be resilient and you have to be thick-skinned and just pursue what you want and be relentless. And that's the main thing that I've taken away is no matter what, your dreams aren't too big. And you guys made that possible for me. You guys made my dreams a reality. So everything that I've 
come to at this point in my career, I've had to face with this determination and nothing can shake me. And that's something that you guys gifted me. Well, I, I just want you to know that we're extremely proud of you and know that, I mean, the, Danielle had to start college in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's a parent out there that or, or someone that's listening that's been a student that had to either have their child start school or start high school or start college in the middle of a pandemic, or if you are one of those that had to start a whole different chapter of your life during a pandemic when things are weird, this the, this woman battled through it. At University of Tennessee. And so I'm incredibly proud of you, Danielle, with everything that you've battled through and have gone through and everything that you've learned. I cannot be more proud of you. And I'm so excited for your future and what that holds because just like Abigail, you put in the work. You you do so much. You have fun while doing it too. And that's mm-hmm. what's so important is you show that you're having fun doing your job. And yep. you can't you can't beat that. And you make it look you oh. make it look easy. Even when it was tough, you made it look easy. Nobody would have known that you were going through stuff, right? Because you showed up, your authentic self, and you just went, and you just did what you were supposed to do and what you wanted to do. And like Justin said, you had fun doing it. And I have, like, I can't even tell you how much pride I have watching you grow the exact same way I was just telling Abigail. Like, I almost feel like this mother bird that is just like, (laughs) look at my little babes. They're out of the nest. And now they're just like thriving. And I just, I I couldn't be more proud of you. I love you. I adore you. Um, and for all of you guys, like I'm always here. I don't care if it's 10 days from now or 10 years from now. Like I will be here for anything that you ever need. Um, it is not, obviously, you know, it does not even have to be hockey related. It doesn't have to be sports related. If you just need another woman to sit down and cry with you and just listen to you, like, I'm here. Because that's what this is all about. Like, we've built something that is going to withstand. I can't. I can't. Don't look at me, Abigail. I can't. I said before the show that I was going to ugly cry. I'm here right now. Apologies if you hear how ugly of a cryer I am. But you guys mean so much to me, and I'm forever grateful, and I owe you guys forever for everything you've done for me, and I love you both tremendously. And I can't even describe how proud I am of both of you. I know you guys raised us, and you're proud of us, but at the end of the day, we're also proud of you and for everything that you two have accomplished. It's just crazy that we're starting off one more time right now. Well, thank you, Danielle. That that means so much, and obviously not going to be a stranger. I'm uh, really excited to follow your work and where it's going to go next. And Next, we're, we're going to get Jack on the line. So thank you for your update. We're so proud of you. And just keep it going, okay? I love you. Thank you. I love you guys. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> All right, as we're waiting to get uh, Jack Woods on the line here, what, a couple things I want to go ahead and throw out some, some thank yous because we're, we're going to get through that. Just big-time thanks to, first of all, Jeremy Benefield. He was the program director here when we first got our start, also known as Shooter. Uh, he, we met with him multiple times to get that, to get things rolling and he helped guide us in many different ways. I remember what the one memory Jeremy, is there was some trash left in that we did not leave in the studio. We got a very big email. I'm like, yep. don't leave trash. Your time's done. And when I tell you that this much time has passed since that happened no trash. and we still we walk in up. here and if I see something that's not mine, I'm like, 
we're and it's and it's we, obviously nope. used as trash. I'm putting I'm putting in the trash. I'm like we I'm we will clean this place down before we walk out because <laughs> I will never <laughs> never gonna get blamed for trash being. I, I remember I was just like a little <laughs> a little baby. Look, <laughs> oh, like, no. yes sir, yes sir. All right, we, we do have Jack Woods on the line. Yeah, obviously, still away at college at university, but another guy I'm tremendously proud of who has gone through the ringer in so many different ways too. Jack, how's it going, man? Oh my gosh, Justin! Thank you so much for having me on for the final time. It, it it's so weird hearing Glenn's voice through the phone on the radio. It's it's so it's so much more animated. I see exactly what he's doing in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear. He can see you talk. Well, that's what I said about Ben earlier when I yeah. heard his voice again. I was like, I can see his face, so I get it. Yeah. So so Jack, I know the big thing too for those that don't know, Jack's been really working on stand up and has been killing it as well too. And I'm extremely proud of him because he's putting in so much work, so much that he's gone on to to do study programs that are not even at his university. So Jack Phillison, what have you been up to as well? Well, uh, th- thank you. Uh, so what I've been doing, I've been away studying at the uh, Second City Comedy Studies program. That's what I did last fall, and I uh, went out on the Chicago night scene. And I did. Stand up four nights a week, and then I came back to DePaul to finish out my junior year, and I began uh, the work of a silent film, a 30-minute silent film, and I also did my first uh, 30-minute special uh, about two weeks ago, so 30 minutes of stand-up. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun these, this past year or so, and man, it's just really good to, to, to be in a really good place right now. That's that's so awesome. So soon we're going to be having to look for for Jack on Netflix uh, for, for a special, <laughs> and we're going to be looking up on IMDb everything oh, that, that Jack's sure. up to. For so sure. so Jack, just if anything, too, it's you have been someone that has taken the brunt of so many jokes, and you have taken it like an absolute <laughs> champ because it shows your sense of humor. And the situations you put yourself into entertain people. And that right there, even though you're the brunt of jokes a lot of times, it shows that you're an entertainer. And that's what's so important, too, is that you put yourself in something that could entertain and make other people smile, make other people laugh. And that's what's so important. And that's what means so much to me is that you're able to take so many things in stride knowing that you're making somebody else smile. Well, I I mean, here's the thing. Day one of PBR – I knew that you're getting into the media business. You're getting into the, you know, you're putting a public face on something. And I remember going by Spider Jack for so long because I thought of myself as like Peter Parker to your uh, to your Tony Stark. You know, like I'm just trying to like figure out my voice uh-huh. and fit in and stuff. But uh, there have been so many hit by a car jokes, so many Red Bull jokes, like this. So many, but it's it's been an absolute blast, and I would not have traded any of those any of those jokes for anything else in the world. And Jack, I have to say, like you just remind me that you've you've reminded me ever since I first met you to just have fun living your life. Like Justin said, you take everything in stride. And if it's going to bring joy to somebody else, you're laughing right along with the jokes that are being poked at you. And I absolutely love that about you because it reminds me of just that you you live your life with these eyes of like childlike wonder, like everything is just fun. And I love that. And that kind of resonates with me as well. And so 
I absolutely adore you, and you're just so you're so much fun. And I still think of you as Spider Jack when I see your name. Like that, that will forever be your name. <laughs> well, Jack, before we have to let you go because we're gonna have to get to break, just wanted to give you an opportunity to just what you've learned and what Penalty Box Radio means to you. Uh, well, first things first, not everything needs a tweet. Um, not <laughs> like uh, no, I, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, you know. First of all, uh, Justin, uh, you have taught me so much about um, the kind of person that I want to be and the kind of man that I want to grow up and be. You have definitely emulated a lot of uh, fatherly characteristics that you know I, I, I look to bestow upon somebody else someday. And every single experience that I've been to, whether it be SECHC, whether it be uh, co-hosting the show at 18, uh, whether it be any of the high school games, it's just always been an absolute blast. Whenever I see Abigail Martin, Danielle Denina, uh, Abby, ba- A- Abby Miles, Cameron Martz, Jonas Story, Sam Fleming, Peyton Turner, it's like whenever I see any of these people, I know that not only am I going to have a good time, I'm going to learn something about myself. And, um, you know, it's just PBR has been a cornerstone for me. It helped launch my comedy career. And I, I, I cannot overstate how much PBR has meant to me and how much uh, the relationships that I've forged with you guys mean. And uh, it is just a really big shame that you guys are going away, but I'm so glad that we're all friends and that I can just hit you up with a with an idea for a joke or something <laughs> like that. And, yeah, I, I, I love you guys so much, and I can't wait to see you when I come back. Yes, sir. We love you too and cannot wait to watch some movies with you as well and get caught up and uh, – Beat your button, NHL. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. Well, Jack, we, we love you, man, and thank you so much for sharing just that, and we wish you the best, and just we cannot wait to see everything you're going to accomplish. It's going to be awesome, and I just hope I get backstage passes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Justin. All right, man, take care. Jack Woods doing great things at DePaul and also stand-up. Just so proud of him as well. I cannot wait for him to have a, a sold-out show. That's going to be so awesome. Okay, up next, we're opening the phone lines. So if you have a favorite memory of Penalty Box Radio, uh, a favorite memory that is radio-friendly, please give us a call, 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. Share a moment with us. Um, We'd love to hear those moments with you. Uh, All that up next, open lines, Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 1025 The Game. Justin and Glenn, it's Sean Smith, and I want to say thank you to both of you for giving me the opportunity to be on the air with you guys over the past few seasons, but also for the opportunities you've given to so many people out there in the broader Preds media landscape that may not be associated with the newspaper or a TV station or a radio station. Because without people like you giving us those opportunities, I don't think we would have the exposure that we do now. And I think the more Different voices you can have out there talking about the Predators, the better. So I wish you guys all the best of luck in the future, and I hope you know that your legacy will continue to live on in the Preds media world. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, the series finale, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny taking care of us. And we do have plenty of callers on the line. First, though, Jonah Story 
in studio with us from Arkansas. He's been doing a lot with sports over there. I want to give him, just like with Danielle and Abigail and Jack, an update on what's going on there. Jonah, welcome back. Honestly, it feels like, uh, it really feels like the, the musical Hello, Dolly right now. Oh, my God. He's so la- he's so laughy. And we have a segment, and he comes in all calm. And you've always That's always been your disposition when you're yeah. not on the mic, is you are just, like, wild and free. And when you get on the mic, you're like, hello, Penalty <laughs> so, Box Radio, after dark. So, Jonah, Jonah, give us an update, man. I know you've been doing so much because we text a lot as well. Just what sports have you been involved in just since going over to Arkansas from Nashville? I've been involved in a lot of sports. I've been involved with the – Arkansas Razorbacks hockey program. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That has been a great time. Uh, shout out to our seniors who uh, graduated this year. I've had a wonderful time just uh, bonding with that group and uh, did a whole podcast on them for my podcasting class, and I really enjoyed doing that. My biggest thing that I've done at Arkansas that I absolutely enjoy is my radio show on KXUA 88.3. <laughs> Getting a shout out in. <laughs> The Rolling Hog Review, the craziest thing about it, I never thought that I would be doing my own show on the radio that people listen to after leaving Nashville. So that was an amazing thing. It's awesome, dude. And I've listened to it. I've listened to it on my Alexa. (laughs) It's like, Alexa, play this. Tuning in now. You sure you want to listen to Arkansas? (laughs) No. But, uh, dude, I am so super proud of you because just seeing you, I knew Jonah as a child. Like, he was a child. Legitimately. He would come out to Vanderbilt hockey games with his dad. He was a kid. Not, I'm not talking kid as in, like, you know, older teenager, how because I'm in my late 30s now, I think as a kid. No, he was a child. And he has grown into someone that's going to have a job in sports. And I am so super proud of you, Jonah, and everything that you're accomplishing. And I know there's going to be so much more because you've experienced so much. You've experienced me getting frustrated at you. You've experienced coaches yelling. You've experienced so much. But the thing is, it's helping you grow because you've learned. You've learned. You've taken that experience. Just running an iPad as a camera. You've learned now how to operate a real camera, and you know how to do that. But those are skills that you never know. There's always going to be needed in sports, and you know how to do all these things. You know how to run a board now. You know how to host a radio show. You know how to do all this stuff, and that's why I'm super proud of you. And before we have to let you go, just like with everyone else, just what has Penalty Box Radio meant to you? I came into Penalty Box Radio, 18 years old, spry. One day – Justin was like, all right, Jonah, here's your shot. You're going to the Huntsville Rocket City Classic. You're going to meet Peyton Turnage. He's going to he's gonna do the play-by-play. I just want you to listen to how Peyton Turnage does play-by-play. And I listened to how Peyton Turnage does play-by-play, and it's a masterful uh, class of play-by-play. You can always check that out on all of his socials. It is really great. And I was like, wow. I have an opportunity to do this as long as I stick with PBR. And the weirdest thing about the ending of this podcast, if you will, is knowing that Pony Box Radio is still continuing. It just has new faces. And realizing that you are one of the faces of Pony Box Radio now you, me, myself is one of the faces and realizing what Pony Box Radio has been all along is a collection of everyone's special talents 
coming together to form a wonderful media production company. That's that's fantastic, man, because that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, Jonah, keep it up, man. I'm so incredibly proud of you and know that you always have a resource here with us, man. Yep. All right. Let's go to the lines. And I'm seeing a name here. <laughs> Patrick Burke oh. uh, on the line. Oh, gosh. Do we Patrick, know that guy? Patrick, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What's going on, Patrick? Uh, not too much. Just uh, calling in on behalf of uh, NHL's player safety <laughs> department and the NHL as a whole because uh, – I know after 10 great years, uh, the two of you are signing off, and uh, the National Hockey League just wanted to make sure that uh, we recognize and thank you for 10 years of uh, awesome coverage in the Nashville area. Wow. Okay, Patrick, <laughs> way, to make me, way to make me cry. Um, so good to hear from you. Uh, how, many, how many times have you cried today? Oh. <laughs> oh, you know me so well. No, this will be my fourth in a second. No. At least. <laughs> it's awful. But while we have you, Patrick, I mean, regretfully, we have not had you on the show before. But we appreciate it. <laughs> but we appreciate having you here. So while you're here, can we just get to the most important question, which is, like, why does player safety hate everyone's favorite team? <laughs> like, you're uh, here, so every, I have to ask. <laughs> every, everyone's favorite question. That they, they think we're, bi- we're biased against their team. Uh, my favorite joke answer that back when I had more social media presence was, yes, we do hate your specific team if you're listening to this reading this, whatever, yes, that's what we do. Whoever but, your favorite team um, is, we hate them. Yeah, exactly. But, no, at the, in our department, we spend so much time uh, dealing with all 32 teams. There's no likes or dislikes. There's just a strictly professional atmosphere where we try and uh, be consistent and treat everyone the same. Well, we, we do appreciate that work, too, because mm-hmm. it's, I think so many people don't realize how much has to be monitored and looked at. Yeah. So definitely appreciate that. And, and I know that you played and, such a big role, and, and you can play uh, as well for the NHL. And just, if, if anything, I know that's been passed on. Uh, but now, just why was it so important to you, and what what is continuing to go on with You Can Play? Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, You Can Play is uh, an initiative I co-founded that uh, works for LGBTQ plus uh, inclusion in sports. Uh, It was founded in honor of my late brother, Brendan, who um, was one of the first people associated with the National Hockey League uh, to ever come out publicly as openly gay. Um, Very proud of the initiative, official partner of the NHL. The Predators have been wonderful supporters of it over the years. Um, You might remember seeing, you know, rainbow tape, (laughs) rainbow tape on player sticks or uh, other pride and equality nights uh, there in Nashville. And it's just an incredible uh, organization that continues to do great work. Uh, the Predators, uh, assuming he's not traded or anything, uh, will have uh, one of the, or potentially the first openly gay player in NHL history and Luke Prokop, who came out last summer. And it's just really important that we continue to show that uh, hockey really is for everyone. It's one of the uh, mottos of the NHL and something that we try to live by every day, make sure that everyone feels uh, welcome and included in our ranks. Well, we appreciate you calling in. And honestly, Patrick, when I look back at the last 10 years of what we've built here at Penalty Box Radio, what stands out the most to me is us having the bigger conversation around sports and how crucial and necessary remembering the human experience is for all of us, whether you're a professional athlete or a fan. And you continue to be such an advocate for inclusion. You have used your voice for all those whose voices have felt silenced for so many years and All professional sports leagues need more people like you, and I have learned so much from you. You've been a fantastic teacher in how to publicly 
use our voices for the good. So I just want to publicly thank you for being an example of what we should strive to be doing to make this sport more inclusive for everybody. So I'm glad that you called in so we could we could tell you that publicly. Well, I appreciate that. It's very kind of you. I, I think things like uh, inclusion, things like mental health um, crosses all areas of, of the world, not just sports, but sports can be such an important avenue for uh, sending different messages out in the world, things like mental health, you know, whether you're a fan, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you have a stressful day-to-day job, you know, whether you're a, a teacher dealing with unruly students, whether you're uh, in a stressful legal position, whatever it might be, uh, taking care of your mental health is so important. And when our athletes speak out on those issues, uh, I think it carries a lot of extra weight. So, um, and, you know, just flipping the con- the compliment back to you, I think it's really important that there's been a woman in hockey radio for, for a decade and not to gloss over Justin's contributions here, but uh, 10 years in sports radio is nothing to sneeze at. And it's probably doubly true for, for a woman working in sports media. So congrats to you. Uh, thanks to you for everything you've done uh, to exemplify the presence of women in our game. Uh, the two of you have both spoken out repeatedly on the show about things like diversity, inclusion, things like mental health, uh, and it definitely has not gone unnoticed, and we definitely appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate we you. You're the you. absolute best, Patrick. <laughs> thank you, Patrick. We really, really, really appreciate it. Well, congrats on 10 years. Uh, we're going to miss you. I can't believe I didn't get invited on before the last show, but um, definitely but here missed, you are. Uh, missed opportunity. <laughs> but uh, on behalf of the National Hockey League, we're very grateful for your contributions to the hockey community, and uh, whatever's next for national uh, hockey radio shows, we'll be watching. Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you, Patrick. Thanks so much, Patrick. All right. You're the best. All right. I know we got to get to break, but I want to bring him on because I know he is probably waiting at the soccer game with a call. Sam Fleming, a uh, big friend of the show. Sam, how's it going, man? It's going good, Justin. How are you guys doing there in studio? Doing, doing absolutely great. So, because I know you got to be quick, just want to give you an opportunity. The floor is yours, sir. <laughs> Well, I, I first and foremost want to say, come on, you boys and gold. The team is up one to nothing here. But um, first and foremost, I want to say a big thank you to you and Glenn for being the best mentors ever at Penalty Box Radio and allowing me uh, to come on and be a part of this, of this team with everyone involved. And I feel so fortunate to meet so many great friends. Like, I know Abigail's there, and she and I recently started a podcast, and we took you guys as the inspiration for that and continuing on the legacy of Tony Box Radio Live. And you guys are the ones who inspired us to do that. And uh, we can't thank you enough for allowing us to have the opportunity to do what we want in the sport of hockey and cover the greatest sport in the world, but also meet the greatest people in the world. And I'm very thankful for the friendships that you guys allowed us to have, but also what you guys have given me and allowing me to be a part of this great, uh, great crew and be on Tony Box Radio Live. Well, we appreciate you, Sam. Thank you so much for those kind words, and thank you for your message earlier that played uh, as well, man. So just keep up the hard work. I'm so excited for what you and Abigail have with your podcast, Bleeding Blue, too. So keep it up, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys, and thank you to you and Glenn, and you guys have a great future ahead. I appreciate everything. Thank, thank you, and go you. enjoy the second half, bud. Oh, <laughs> all my feels. All right, uh, Peyton, I see you there. Uh, those that are hanging on the lines, please hang on. we got to get to a break. We'll come right back to you. Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. Hey, Justin and Glenn, Robbie Stanley here. You guys have done such a great job with Penalty Box Radio, and 
I just wish you guys nothing but the best as you move ahead to, to different endeavors now in the future. You're such good friends and such good people, and I've enjoyed getting to know you both over the course of this last decade or so. You've done such great things for not only the Predators community here, but the hockey community as a whole. And just really proud of the work that you've done. You should be really proud of that work too, and I wish you all nothing but the best as you move forward here. Well, I'm never going to forget talking to Justin and Penalty Box Radio from South Korea when I was covering the women's hockey. I'll just say this. I'm forever going to miss Justin Bradford face. Such a highlight over the years. And, Glenn, you've just done an amazing job. It's been fun to watch what you all have built. And going to miss you guys. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny, taking care of us so much tonight. That was Teresa Walker. And, yeah, she asked the question of who wins for longest phone call a guest. And yeah. we have a winner. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was in Pyeongchang when that when that yeah. call took place uh, with the women's uh, gold medal game. Okay, back to the Love phone her. lines. We have Peyton. He's been waiting so patiently. <laughs> Peyton, what's going on, man? You couldn't have your last show without me calling in. <laughs> I know, I know. The floor, the floor is yours, sir. The first PBR kid, right? Yeah, really. Yep. The, the the awkward dude, like, hey, can I call a game for you? <laughs> <laughs> you let me in your home, and you didn't even know me. What an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm way too trusting, I know. <laughs> yeah, but you broke down a lot of cardboard boxes later, too. Oh, I did. Work? I did help you move back into your to your new house <laughs> <laughs> with your future wife at the time. Yes. Um, well, I, I mean, I just think back of, I don't know if you guys covered this in the first segment. I missed the first segment. I just think about where the show came from. You know, 10 years ago, you guys were like, oh, ready to go with the show, and boom, lockout. And you guys had to figure and find other things, other um, elements of hockey to find around the nation. Like, I remember at one point you guys went down to Corpus Christi to cover a junior team there. Um, and just think about how much it's grown since then and all the homegrown talent that you've been able to cobble together. And I think back a few years ago when we had that PBR meeting at Ford Ice Center, we filled the whole room up. Like there was no wiggle room in there. And uh, so, and look what, you know, what your talent's been able to do. Danielle, Jack, Jonah, uh, Abigail, Sam. And then like, I got to be a freaking NCAA announcer because of you guys. So I'm just so thankful for all you guys have done over the past 10 years. Well, we certainly appreciate you, sir. You put in a lot of good work. And I know it's not done. I mean, yep. it's not done. And whenever opportunity comes for you, I know you're, you're going to continue to have it. And if any of you are listening that has a connection, especially in hockey, that you need a play-by-play announcer, you darn well better be calling Peyton Turnage. Mm-hmm. Yep. You darn well better be doing it. If you have a connection, this man knows how to call a game and to do it so fluidly with the right tone of voice, with the right pacing – the ability to understand when a moment is happening and when to shut up because some announcers don't know how to do that. Peyton is a true professional and he will do your team justice and represent you so well on the airwaves or the mm-hmm. TV waves. You better give him a call. You better reach out to him somehow because one time he's going to get snatched up and you're going to be, you're going to be regretting that you didn't call him <laughs> earlier. So Peyton, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your incredible thank talent you. and for giving yep. so much of your time to Penalty Box Radio and giving your voice to Penalty Box Radio, and especially during uh, pandemic times and calling games and calling so many games for college hockey as well. We just appreciate the work that you put in. 
and your spirit. Well, I appreciate you guys. We love I your spirit. You, Peyton, you are one of the most fun people to talk to or be around. Um, every single time I see your name on my phone, I just start laughing automatically because I know you're about to <laughs> you're about to throw something at me. Um, and I love that we have that. And so I'm so so thankful to know you, and I'm so proud of you. Um, so I really appreciate you calling in. Well, Glenn, real quick, I'll ask you this. If you could sum up our friendship in one word, what would it be? Divine. Divine. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. All right. So thanks, Love Peyton. You, Mexico. Seminole. John Jensen sucks. <laughs> Seminole. Oh. All right. We do have another caller on the line here. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Uh, D- Daniel? Daniel Lavender? Is that right? Yes. Yes. And uh, I was just going back through memory lane and thinking of what my favorite penalty box radio memory really is. And I mean, it has to be the first time I I was a guest because, you know, it was was 2015. It was a a simpler time, an innocent time, a time when someone said, you know, who would be a great guest to go on after U.S. hockey gold medalist Hillary Knight, (laughs) Daniel Lavender. Um, and I was asked a question by Big Ben. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a question. It was just a name, and it was Kevin Fiala. And that was, that was the question. <laughs> and I proceeded to follow that by saying if I could swear on this radio station. Uh, and I did not. Um, so, uh, but, uh, I mean, like, a great question I've heard throughout this uh broadcast night which has just been it's been tugging at the heartstrings here for, for me is just uh like what does penalty box radio mean to you and for me it, it it really meant belief because i mean that was at a time when i felt like i was just on an island as this one-man band covering the milwaukee admirals uh just doing everything i could and then i get like a message randomly someday from a justin b bradford uh asking me uh hey do you want to do espn nashville radio and i was like that's a you guys care you guys know uh, sure um all right and um i mean to, to, i think to put a bow on like just who justin and glenn are as people like Justin, you literally opened your door to me to come to Nashville. I had to steal your cat's uh, bedroom, um, but uh, I, it's a big bed, so I was fine. The cat, Pe- Pepper, deserved it. Uh, yep. so I, but, uh, and, uh, like, it just opened the door to me to, to be in Nashville. And, like, the first trip that I, I went to, you guys took me out to dinner because you're like, oh, you got to introduce him to country style cooking down here. And we went to Monell's. And uh, the first thing that went, went through my mind was, all right, I'm going to move here for the food. The <laughs> second thing that went through my mind is, where'd the receipt go? A, a waitress specifically handed me a receipt, and I don't see it anywhere. Well, Glenn Blackwell had taken it, and she refused to let me pay <laughs> for my first uh, meal down here. And it's just, that that's just who you, you guys are. Like, you're just so genuinely nice and um i've been so uh proud to see all the amazing things that you guys have gotten to do throughout this program and and where you guys are, are headed from here i mean justin you literally went from a hashtag wife him to being part of like the most adorable <laughs> couple uh that i that i i'm aware of so like it's just been such a it's been so great to have you you two as as, as friends and uh, I can't thank you guys uh, enough for everything. 
Well, we appreciate you calling in, and I'm so glad I kept it a surprise because Glenn's face lit up. Yeah, (laughs) Daniel, like, I'm sobbing over here because you, I just don't even know if you understand how you are just one of my favorite people. You have such a warmth about you, um, and I've known that since the very first time we talked to you. We obviously had a lot of confidence in you when we first had you on to follow up. You know, (laughs) we believed in you, um, as we still do. And I just, I'm so, so thankful that, um, that this show crossed our paths. So thank you so much for calling in. And this was a uh, wonderful surprise. I I haven't thought near enough about uh, how much I should put Hillary open or was the closing (laughs) act for Hillary Knight on a resume (laughs) that would have. That made a few more pings, I think, along the way. It ha- but, um, you have to. <laughs> but, uh, no, just, I, I even was going back, like, I've appeared way more times than I, I've ever even realized. And, I mean, again, I, at the time, I never thought that anyone knew that I was doing all the things I was doing in Milwaukee. And, uh, boy, by the time I did that first trip, I had random people coming up. I have to meet you at first intermission. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> So it is strangers, so, buddy. So many strangers. I love it. <laughs> I, I love Nashville. Love you guys. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys uh, hopefully very soon. We love you too, man. Thank love you so you much too. for calling Thank in. Thank you so much. Thank you for that memory. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Lavender, long time covering uh, the Milwaukee Admirals. And now he's doing so much work with the paper, the newspaper up there too. And, yeah. and editing and laying things out. Like he has a, he has a dream job. Fantastic. And so Fantastic. I'm so proud of Hard him. Hard worker. Absolutely. Um, and just overall good person. All right, well, before we have to go to break uh, and, and do our final sign-off, I want to take a, a moment to continue to thank more people, too. Um, Ryan Porth, former program director, now up in Chicago, big supporter of us and going to battle for us as well, too, giving me a couple slaps on the wrist when I needed it. Uh, but huge supporter for us, so I cannot thank Ryan Porth enough uh, as well, and just congratulations to him on his new venture up in Chicago. Uh, obviously, Chase McCabe joining us earlier. Big thank you to Chase. And I, I wanted to run down um, a, a full list of so many producers, and I had to go through – and try to find all the names because we've had so many talented people. I mean, first off, Kenny Adams mm-hmm. taking care of us tonight on our final show. He's done a fantastic job. <laughs> you always make it so fun. In so here, fun. Kenny. So fun. Uh, Max Hurst, uh, Captain Kurt, Buck Rising, uh, Jared Cassidy, Calvin Smith, Josh Upton, Joel Kidder, Ian Safar, Max Haldeman, Brian Robertson, Elijah Campbell. So many people have produced us over the years and have been a part of this, have been a part of making this show happen because this show does not happen with a professional running the board behind the glass and getting guests on the line and getting things cut in at the right time, having fun with the music, interacting with with us as well, making sure to send me the show afterwards so I can podcast it as well. This show does not happen with the incredible talent that happens on the boards and someone that knows what they're doing and a complete professional running those boards. And that right there means so much to me as well as the incredible talent as well, too. Did we have another caller on the line? We, we do? Okay, oh. let's, let's take the caller. Who, 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 who do we have? Oh, Jonah's dad. I, hey, Scott, well, Scott, how's it going, man? The floor is yours. Man, it's going good. I just wanted to tell you, uh, you know, I've enjoyed listening to y'all. Uh, I appreciate how you extended uh, – you know, the welcomes to, to Jonah. He has thoroughly enjoyed it. He has set off on a on a pathway to do exactly what he wants to do. Um, but I can't – I don't know if you remember whenever we first met you, 
Justin, uh, <laughs> it was you and Jonah and myself and Big Ben Buttsbuck on a shuttle bus yep. when we used to park over at Titan Stadium yep. and ride from back and forth <laughs> to the game. So, uh, and that was when he just lit up right there. And just the way y'all took him in from day one to I, – I can't say enough. And then, I mean, that, that Xavier game at, at Vanderbilt, that was just – That oh, was boy. the peak of, of all of it. That, you know. Especially when we had things being thrown at us in the stands from the players. I mean, you can't get them riled up any more than that. <laughs> You're right so, about that. I remember that. That was that's a memory. But, but yeah, but, but anyway, but I just wanted to say thank you uh, personally as as a parent. My wife's sitting here beside me. His Jonah's mom's shaking her head. Yeah, thank you for everything you've done for him, and thank you what you've done for the hockey community, man. Because it has just made it more of an entertaining type of thing. Uh, it's made it uh, a more intellectual. Uh, endeavor and i mean i just i i can't say enough if there's ever anything i can do for any of you all please reach out and let me know we appreciate that scott thank you so much thank you for sharing that i do Absolutely. remember that remember all that <laughs> we appreciate that so much and we're in we're here on mute listening to your son's laugh. contagious laugh and it's so good i love his laugh so much yeah, he wasn't on mute i heard it <laughs> <laughs> all right scott well thank you so much for sharing that we certainly definitely appreciate it man thank you thank you all right, folks, final sign-off coming up next. Um, also, I'll, I'll go ahead and say what what my next project is. I have another project coming up, so a nice little tease right there. So go ahead and break that news to you as well. I always have to have a project. Always. You always have to have something going on. So final sign-off, Penalty Box Radio Series Finale. Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 125 The Game. To Justin, Glenn, and the rest of the Penalty Box Radio crew, Christopher Martell here, and I'm so proud of what you've been able to accomplish with the show and the just tremendous longevity of it. You've taken something that was essentially a dream, uh, carved out a dedicated following, and made such a huge impact on hockey in Tennessee. But not just at the national level with the Preds, but minors with Milwaukee, collegiate hockey, and especially prep coverage as well. It can't be overstated just how important you all have been. Uh, Cheers, y'all. Take your final lap around the ice in pride. Hey, Justin and Glenn, it's Michael. Um, thank you guys for everything you've done for, you know, Predators coverage, the hockey community, starting PBR, having the radio show, and just building a platform for everyone to just be able, for casual fans, diehard fans, Predators fans, high school hockey fans, everyone to just be able to come together and form this awesome community. Justin, you let me write for you for three years. You gave me, you know, a platform to, to grow as a writer, and I wouldn't have my job at the Nashville Post now if it wasn't for your friendship and your guidance and Glenn I think you just you really it's kind of embodied that that females can can talk about sports and they're knowledgeable as well and they have a place in the sports world just as much as men do thank you guys so much for everything you've done and I'm really sad that we're not gonna be able to hear you on the on the radio but I'm really glad that I got to know you guys and become friends And welcome back to Penalty Box here at ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny. Uh, big thanks to Michael Gallagher for that. I think Kenny said he's, we're, we're going to roll some more apparently because Abigail did some work. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> 
<laughs> he's before before Glenn's still crying. So that song, I, I know that song is gonna get me for the rest of my life. All right, hit it, <laughs> Justin, Glenn, Abigail, the whole PBR crew. It's Max Hers. Want to send you guys some big love for your support of hockey in Nashville, your support of hockey diversity in Nashville and everywhere, your support of hockey at all levels, your support of hockey in all places. All those things are really, really special, and the fact that you guys have done all of this really just out of the good of your hearts is the best part of all of it. So from the first time I met Justin as a freshman in college running the scoreboard at Vandy Hockey Games, at the brand-new Ford Ice Center in Antioch at the time, you guys have all been so great to me and so great to hockey. You are all indispensable voices here in Nashville, and I hope you know that, and I hope you feel the love tonight. Go Preds. Go PBR, RIP Big Ben. Love you guys. Oh, Max. <sighs> We're rolling through them. Kenny, you got more? Justin Glenn, the Nashville sports media is a, is a more special place because of you two. And because of you, you guys were the first two people I ever talked about the Preds in public with when I called in five years ago now. So you guys have done so much good work for the city and for this team, and I can't wait to see what both of you guys have coming up next in your lives congratulations and we're gonna miss you appreciate that bud thank you thank you kenny says we have two more man abigail put some work in and glenn's over here balling i'm just I like just oh can't. no i'm not i knew i wasn't gonna be able to get to the last 10 minutes all right hit it <laughs> justin glenn it's cutler klein here congratulations oh. on such an incredible run with penalty box radio i can remember listening to the early days of the show back home in New York when I was just a high schooler (laughs) wanting to get into radio and then to come to Nashville to be a part of Penalty Box Radio, even just such a small part and guest hosting the show meant the absolute world to me. So thank you for all you've done for hockey in this city and for me in my career. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and hockey fans in this city appreciate it. Congratulations again. Looking forward to seeing everything y'all do in the future. And now he works for Nashville SC. (laughs) I mean, that's awesome. Uh, One more. One more, Kenny. Hit it. (laughs) Hey, Justin and Glenn. Zachary Bryan, former voice of the UAH Chargers. We would like to thank you and Penalty Box Radio for everything you have done for the city of Nashville's hockey community, as well as hockey around the Southeast. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with you, and I would like to thank you personally for everything you've done in my career, as well as the career of so many up-and-coming broadcasters. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to see what comes next. Oh, Zach, yeah. Voice of the Chargers down there, and then after him, he had to move, and Peyton took it over, too. Like, we became a, a, a system for yeah. producing play-by-play yep. callers. <laughs> okay, um, we're going to go over, but Kenny said we have permission to do that, so we're going to do it. We're doing it live! <laughs> Glenn, um, you're first. Glenn is not well right now. <laughs> um, no. I'm I'm like, obviously, this is going to be very tough for me to get through, so I'm going to keep it short because uh, it's going to be tough. But um, I saw someone ask on Twitter, like, if we could go back and relive one, mo- one interview, one moment, um, and it seems near impossible to choose one moment. But I want to talk just very, very briefly about – the growth that I experienced as a person on this show. I'm a wreck. I'm an absolute wreck. Um, but I go back to 2014 
when we had Camille Quinville of the Canadian Mental Health Association. Um, fantastic advocate for mental wellness, mental health, and it was a fantastic interview, but it was the first time that I openly talked about my own mental struggles, that I have an anxiety and panic disorder. And I, the fact that I felt comfortable enough on these airwaves with you and Ben to be open to everyone about what I struggle with, my entire life changed after that because I recognized the importance of that and how what we stand for at Penalty Box Radio goes beyond hockey, right? It is about the human experience. And so I just want to say thank you to everybody who has shown us any type of love, support over the last decade. But I'm going to walk away with so much pride in the fact that we were not afraid to have the important conversations that needed to be had in a league where not a lot of people, especially eight or nine years ago, maybe weren't having those conversations. I'm thankful that we were because I know I know what that did for other people. And so I take a lot of pride in that. And I thank everybody for their unwavering support. Um, and I thank you, lastly, I don't even know how to say it, but you believed in me when I don't even know if you had a reason to. You just did. And having been along for this ride for 10 years is like one of the highlights of my life. So thank you. Well, first of all, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. And I appreciate you. And uh, before I get on to my spiel, um, we got another project coming up, and it's going to be with some familiar voices that people know. And people have been seeing me push stuff out already, and uh, I'm excited to go in and announce this, that what I'll be working on with Jim Chandler from 107.5 and Jeremy K. Gover, who has obviously been on these airways multiple times with Associated Press, is called Untitled Film Project. It's a new podcast, movie re- movie reviews. And uh, it'll give some flexibility to time and everything as well, but uh, all of us were film critics – and so getting right into that with pop culture, it's going to be a lot of fun to do that. And first of all, as I've said multiple times, not going to be a stranger. Glenn and I are going to have the flexibility to do so many more things now, too, I'm sure, uh, given uh, her job, my job, everything, that we still want to get together with y'all. I mean, whether it's watch parties or we do our get-together at Maymax Market to enjoy some Filipino food uh, and have just camaraderie and, and fellowship. Uh, those are things that I enjoy are meeting people. And I know it's uh, Cameron Gumpy made fun at my wedding reception of just talking to so many strangers and everything, but I love meeting people and talking to people. And the the big thing for me is that I'm always going to be thankful for, which I know not many people are, is if it were not for the NHL lockout in 2012, we would not be what we became. That lockout, that adversity that so many people face, that we face as media people starting a radio show in 2012, formed what we were going to become, which is we are not only about a pro franchise. We are about the sport of hockey. We are about covering hockey that does not get the coverage that it deserves it's about bringing diversity to sports it's about giving a voice to those that don't have a voice it's about creating a more well-rounded hockey fan and we accomplished that 
and we in 10 years we've accomplished so much and i start today seeing the the fruits of our labor glenn and the people we've had on the show that have gone on to do bigger and better things our alumni list keeps growing and, and the people that are about to graduate college and what they've done and the support system that we've had from so many people in this community whether it's the nashville predators the national hockey league the milwaukee admirals countless junior teams and colleges that have allowed their coaches and players to come on the show knowing that it's this is a once a week show up in nashville on a wednesday night okay sure yeah and having that trust built has meant so much to me and what we've been able to do here and that's if, if there are any young voices listening that you want to have a podcast or a radio show, how so many people have called in and talked to us or given their, their voice or tweeted at us as well, do it. Create it. Put the work in. It's going to be worth it. The work that you put in is what you're going to get out. And I know that sounds cliche, but everything you do and you do it with a purpose and you do it because you know that it's needed, do it. Because you're going to get so much joy. It's about what you get out of it. What does it bring you joy? Does it make you feel like you are happy? Do it. Do not let anybody take away your happiness, your goals, or what you want to achieve. Fear will come, but you're going to overcome that fear because you're going to have the confidence to do it. And you're going to have a support system wherever you need to. You tweet us. and We're going to be your support system. We are not disappearing. We're just going off air. But the support system is going to be there. And I want to see so many more people getting into this and doing this. You have voices. You have tools now out there. And if you don't know what it is, message me. I will help you find it. So supportive of whatever you want to do. We're going to be there to support you to do it. And that's what I hope people take away from what we did is that we help give people voices. And I know we've done that because just looking in this room and seeing people of color and women talking sports, talking hockey on ESPN Nashville that shows how much we've accomplished talking about mental health talking about diversity talking about equality having difficult conversations and knowing that I have a support system with my co-host that believes in it just as much as I do and knowing that we've had so much comedy and fun times and train wrecks here and having to write the ship with Big Ben and missing him so much and always being reminded of him and favorite moments there too that we've done so much for the hockey community that his memory continues to live on because of what we did here and not just because he painted his belly, but it's because of the, the joy that he brought on the airwaves and the, unique, the uniqueness that he brought with his questions and the kangaroo jerky that he brought for Glenn <laughs> and the trolling that he would do on both of us as well. Uh-huh. That's what made us who we are. And Glenn, I'm, I'm so thankful for you and just accepting the invite for coming on and i'm thankful for you stalking me to take a picture of my jersey yeah. because look what happened <laughs> look what happened <laughs> and that you were able to take it and not just from a little segment but to take it up to where you're a co-host and you're asking thoughtful questions and making sure the human interest element was there was okay you guys are asking these nice things i'm going to ask something about the person mm-hmm. and making sure that was important and that forever is going to live on because like like how patrick said people recognize that and that's incredibly important for work in sports. It's not just about the on-ice product. It's about what is happening in the community. It's about what is happening to support others that need the help. It's about what you can do to make a difference in this world. Sports is a business, but that business has an ability to accomplish so many other goals to make life better in this planet that is just trying to kill us. You can accomplish so much through sports. It gives so many people a voice 
an opportunity to learn new skills, to achieve goals, to meet people, to network, to make yourself happy, to make yourself sad, to put all your emotions into everything and have it clamor up in the moment of a goal being scored or a goal being scored against you. But sports can bring so much to you if you allow it to, if you allow yourself to do that. And so thank you. Thank you all so much for being a part of this opportunity that we've had for the past decade. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for interacting with us. Thank you so much for coming up to me and being a stranger and saying hello at a hockey game. Thank you so much for everything you have done to support us, to bring you, to make us number one in, <laughs> to make us number one in Nashville for so many years. We appreciate you. Go on and continue to do good work. Demand better from everybody. Demand better from people. Demand better from your community and from those that lead it, whether it's sports or not. Be good. And for producer Kenny, for Glenn Blackwell, and for everyone else at Penalty Box Radio, this is Justin Bradford one final time signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in here on ESPN 1025 The Game.